Welcome to the Gen Z Show, the only show dedicated to young leaders and those who work with them to create a positive revolution that will inspire this generation to impact future generations. With your host, James McLean. Welcome to the Gen Z Show. I am your host, James McLam, and this week, my special guest is Mr. Tim Williams. Now, Tim is the founder and host of the podcast Thrivehood, and Thrivehood is specifically designed to provide uh, information for young men and boys uh, to enable them to be better men growing forward. Tim has seen that there is a need uh, through the world for, through our country really, for us to emphasize on providing young men and boys with the content they need in order to to grow up to be the men that they can become. And so he has dedicated his life to this podcast. Tim and I spent a great deal of time talking about some of the issues that are facing young men, uh, some of the issues that he wants to help overcome. And it's very practical on what he's doing. Look, there's going to be a link in the show notes for you to go to his, to his, uh, podcast, which is thrivehoodpodcast.com. You'll see it there on the screen, or you can look down the show notes. If you're listening to us, you're going to want to join this podcast. You're going to want to follow this. So let's get to our interview with Mr. Tim Williams from the Thrivehood Podcast. Tim, thank you for joining us here on the Gen Z Show. I appreciate uh, to I told our audience in my introduction beforehand uh, how we connected, but I want to thank you again for reaching out to me and, and, and making a connection. There's a lot of synergy between what your show does and what we try to do here at the Gen Z Show. So thank you for joining us today. Appreciate it, James. Uh, looking forward to it. But Tim, introduce yourself uh, to our audience. Let them know a little bit about you, what you want them to know before we start our discussion. Well, let's see. I, uh, I'm overweight. I eat too much bad food. I, oh, wait, no, wait, no, wait, sorry. <laughs> well, actually, I acted like that was not true. It probably is true to some extent if you ask my wife. I'm trying. I'm really trying, though, James. No. Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you what. It, it's, it's I'm a middle of late aged fella that lives in Tennessee. I'm married to a great lady. Anita, I've got two kids, a son and a daughter that are uh, pushing the, the teenage years. And uh, one is 17, one is 16. And yeah, just enjoying life and living life. I, you know, I, I work a full-time job. I've got you know, a dog and a cat. We've got a house. We've got about three acres of property. Just, I'm just, just a guy that just enjoys, is, joining, is enjoying life and and uh, looking forward to what life has to offer and obviously started the Thrivehood podcast. I'm sure we'll get into that, but uh, there's, there's just a quick intro about me. Well, let's just go ahead to that. Why did you start the Thrivehood podcast? So I bet it has been probably seven or eight years ago. I'll, I'll, I'll go back to that starting point. And and I, I tell this story a lot. You even hear it in some of my podcast episodes. But I was talking to my wife one day and I just told her, I said, you know, I want to help people, but I don't have any idea what that looks like. I have no clue. And so periodically, you know, as I would go through the months and the years, I would be 
thinking of my wife and asking my wife, you know, I just want to help people. And after a while, she's like, well, go help people. And I'm like, but I still don't know what that looks like. So over the course of several years, I, I began looking back at a little bit, a few things. Number one is, was my upbringing. It wasn't, wasn't horrible. Well, I didn't live in necessarily an, an awful situation, but there were some things that I missed as far as a relationship with my father. There were some things in my teenage years that I wish that I wish my parents would have provided some direction and some wisdom and some knowledge. They were fine parents, but I could have used more, could have could have gotten some more insight, some more mm -hmm. direction from them. And then as I look back over my life, I start thinking about why, well, you know, I was a youth pastor for a little while and I created a men's program called Comrades back in the in the late nineties. And I did that for a while. And, and I have a real heart and a real interest in uh, men growing and bonding together and uh, becoming rather than us being isolated, which I sort of tend to believe we do. We want to, we sort of can put ourselves in silos a lot uh, that we broaden that and be become having a band of brothers and being there for one another. And so all of that culminated to about, let's see, well, actually this week was my one year anniversary of starting Thrivehood. So it was two years. Excellent. Ago. Well, congratulations on that. Yeah. <clears throat> thank you. Thank you. It's been fun. It's been a fun ride. Uh, but two years ago is when I really started thinking seriously about, you know, well, I'm seeing a lot of boys and I'm, I'm seeing that they're dealing with a lot of things and struggling in a lot of areas. And there's, there's dysfunction and there's, you know, there's, you know, teen things, teens that deal with, young boys deal with. And and as I begin to talk and have conversations with other people, other men, even even women and girls too, just trying to get a collection of data of would this be something that would be of value? And and I had an overwhelming response of, yeah, you need to do something like this. And so Thrivehood was born. Mm, and your audience is specifically who? Great question. My audience is, I usually say boys and young men. Um, if you want an age range, I would say 11 or 12 to maybe even early 20s. Mm -hmm. And there are, there's just so much that boys and young men today are having to work through. Not that girls and late young ladies are having to as well, but I don't, you know, obviously I'm not going to sit down and talk about girls and women. That'd be just downright weird. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, I, by the way, I've tried to get my wife to do that. She's like, uh-uh, ain't no way. I don't want anybody to see me or hear me. So I was like, well, you know, it could be kind of cool. But anyway, but yeah, those are, those are, that's the primary focus. Uh, however, I have senior citizens and single moms and parents and all kinds of people that are listening to it. So obviously anybody can listen to it, can listen to it. But I'm hoping that the teens and the, the Generation Zers out there are, are truly giving it a listen, at least giving it a try. You know, that's that's funny that you say that you got an older audience listening, because when we started the Gen Z show, it was for that late teens and early 20s audience to kind of inspire them, encourage them, to motivate them, equip them so they could go out and uh, help their generation thrive and be better. But what we have realized is that it is an older generation, those who actually work with the youth that want this content rather than the actual ones that it was geared for. So that, 
that is not uncommon what what you say uh, uh, that that it's a different audience that you might have realized uh, than than we originally thought. So you mentioned a while ago that your target your your purpose in this is targeting and helping uh, provide some some content to help young men and boys overcome some of the issues and struggles that they face. So. What were some of those issues and struggles through conversations that you had with, with other dads and other men that you see that you wanted to target um, content on? Boy, that you just opened the Pandora box of, <laughs> of where I should go with this. Uh, I'm thinking here, let me, let me maybe put these in a couple of different boxes. I think, so the first box when I was doing research was talking to, to, to older men and it wasn't so much that what I got from them was, here's what you need to talk about. What I got from them was, well, here's what I dealt with. Well, here's what I was going through. Well, here, here's where, which I, I think that's how we communicate, James. We communicate based on our own experiences, right? That's mm. we, we don't really, you know, and, and that's in a lot of cases, we get a lot of advice and direction, from people that are simply just thinking in terms of, well, here's what I went through. Well, here's, and that, and while that's good, they might that might not necessarily be the thing that someone else needs to hear, right? Because their situation and the way they perceive it and the way they handle it could be very different. But nevertheless, the value of Thrivehood is based on first of all just discussions with other men, uh, what they dealt with, what they experienced, and and me trying to culminate all of that, not just one thought, but all of the different experiences. And that ran the gamut from young men that I talked to boys and well, actually men that I talked to that said, I had a great life, man. I, I well, really, okay. Tell me about it. What made it good? What was the good things? I had guys that were in the middle of the road that were you know, kind of like me. I wish I could have gotten a little more direction and things. And then there were some fellows that they, they lived in some very challenging situations. And then I did some interviewing. I interviewed and had some conversations with some ladies because I'm like, what do you see? What are you seeing in young men? What is it that you are perceived as a challenge for them? And then obviously I did talk to a number of young boys and teens and had a conversation with them as well. And when we can get into specifics, just sort of giving you a high level, but I think at the core of what Thrivehood and, and why I created it, and this may sound counterintuitive, but I, I didn't quite necessarily want to create this for these boys and these young men that are truly passionate about minimizing all of the obstacles and pitfalls and stumbling blocks that they could get themselves into now so that they can become the man that they truly can be, which is a good part of what Thrivehood is about. Getting rid of all of the stuff. Stop doing the stuff that you're doing. That's only going to add to the challenges when you get older. Because, guys, when you get older and you get responsibility, life isn't going to get easier. It's going to get harder. So why are you adding all of these challenges and not giving yourself the opportunity to grow now so that when you hit adulthood, you're you're a little bit ahead of the game. You're you're maybe a little better off than some of the other guys, and so that was the goal. And to be quite honest, when I initially started this, it was really for those young boys and those young men that weren't basically in the best position, in the best shape. And 
I think part of, and as you had said, James, it's true. There are so many more different genres of people that are listening, but I think the original intent was if you're not in a good situation, if you're not in a good environment and you do want to become the best you that you can be, you need to come to Thrivehood because maybe the single mom is raising three kids and has two jobs and she doesn't have time to talk to you about here's the here's the basic toolbox essentials that you'll need when you grow up. Here's how to buy a used car. Here's how to shake hands properly. Those sort of things. Nothing against a single mom working it. By all accounts, that's what she should do if she's trying to be a good mom. But she may not have the tools and the resources oh, wow. to provide something like this to her young boys. That's what Thrive Food is trying to do. Not trying to challenge, not trying to take over, but trying to be an additional resource for, for women and then also for just parents. And there could just be some young boys out there that they're being raised by just guardians or they're being raised by an aunt or grandparents. And they don't have any, any parenting soever. And then these people are doing the best that they can. I don't want to want that to be misunderstood. I'm just saying if they could find Thrivehood, maybe, just maybe, there's a little bit of insight and wisdom that they can glean from these episodes that'll help them out a little bit. And all I'm trying to do is just be an additional resource to help everyone else that's trying to help these young men out. So what are some of the issues that you've covered over your podcast that you see them struggling with? That are these obstacles and challenges that you talked about? So that's a Another really good question, James. I really, I really have sort of a, a two-prong approach. Mm-hmm. I have one approach where we do we do get into some topics that may be a little heavier. And then I do get into some topics that it's maybe just some things that you need to be aware of. The so the heavier topics, we talk about such topics as, and I may be getting ahead of myself. Uh, well, let me finish this thought and then I'll I'll sort of answer your question directly. We're talking about things like uh, how to ask out a girl. Oh, wow. How so to social treat, skills. Social skills. How to treat yeah. a girl. We're talking about taking a break from social media. We're talking about uh, learning how to handle when maybe you get, uh, maybe you're feeling a little alone and how to deal with that and understanding that most every other male out there that's 18 years old, 16 years old, they're feeling the very same thing. You know, you, you think that you're alone in your loneliness. You're not alone. Everybody else can feel that way. Right. So there's actually a group that actually, you guys are actually feeling that, that same thing. Of course, they're growing up and their, their bodies are changing in there. I mean, the the statistics say that uh, an individual's mind, boys or girls, their, their development of their brain doesn't finish until 25 years old. So if they're not sure where they need to be as a career, hey, it's it's be great if you did. But listen, understand you're still trying to just figure out who you are, you know. So we talk about a a number of issues like that. We 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 were we get into a little bit of just trying to motivate them. That's what I that's what I love about what you're doing. The motivation, the inspiration. I love the Zig Ziglar uh, approach to what you're doing is these young boys, they can get sort of lost in their emotions and not realize it, the emotional part is just one piece of growing up. There's a whole other areas and all kinds of other areas. Get control of that. Learn how to handle that. Then on the other side, we have, we just have 
like I just said, you know, learn how to shake hands as a as a man. Learn how, and and I have some fun with that. I enjoy that. I get silly with it and, and a little crazy. Uh, what did I say? I think I said, you know, buying your first used car. What are some things to look for? Hey, guys, we often forget about how worn the tires are. You don't want to drive off a lot oh, wow. of somebody's house. And you find out in six weeks, you got to buy a whole brand new set of tires and drop another 800 or a thousand bucks, right? It's things like that. It's helping them to understand how life works before they get into the place where they got to take that on, uh, on a, on a more personal level. And let me finish by saying this, you had asked a little bit, a more specific question that I didn't want to dodge. The, the boys, a couple of ways that I could approach this. The first thing is, I'm only, I can only be as good as, or have knowledge based on the area in which I live in my area. So I'm in middle Tennessee. You know, I'm sure that New York, California, Chicago, and, and Dallas, and, you know, all these other Miami, there could be a group of, of people and young men that are dealing with things on a, maybe on a different level than what we see in middle Tennessee. So for me to make a comment of here's what I'm seeing, I don't know if that's true and that should be accurate, but as far as what we see and what I'm seeing in this general area and, and, and I get to have conversations with my son, he's 16. So he conveys a lot. And some of the big challenges are uh, there's loneliness is a big challenge. Uh, dating and relationships, just, you said social skills, huge, mm-hmm. huge challenge there. Uh, th- th- there's some substance abuse challenges. There are some, there are some young boys that my son knows that, that are really dealing in with some very challenging uh, family circumstances. And, and so I, I sort of take that as like a base. And then as I continue to expand and grow, you know, there are, there are other issues as well that are out there. And I'm hoping that I continue to expand and, and touch on all of those different areas uh, sooner right. or later in the episodes. I really love what you're doing about the social skills and the practical skills. And last year about this time, I, my son was grad was a senior in high school last year, and I, of course, that, that's his last year and a half of school was basically under this pandemic that we have had so much of, and so he, you know, the, there were there were disconnections that he had had with his uh, you know his peer group, and and so social skills and practical skills were not being in there, and I was investing in him, and I thought, well, if I'm having to do this, I know my audience is struggling with this, and so I actually reached out to a friend of mine who. All she does, she's from Louisiana, all she does is, well, she does a lot of different things, but one of the things that she does is teach these soft skills to youth and college students. And we did an episode of that where we just dove into it, the importance of those things that you talked about. Learning how to, you know, have professional type relationships with people, how to work and and engage in those things. These things that you're doing, I learned a lot of that because of the environment that I grew up in, because of the teachers investing in me, because of the organizations I was in, the coaches that I had, the athletic coaches that I had, they, they instilled a lot of this stuff in me. I mean, I learned how to tie a tie, um, not because my dad taught me, even though my dad was an avid tie wearer. Uh, you know, we, we worked on a farm, but every Sunday, you know, he was dressed to the hilt and ready to go, and it was tied. I mean, it always looked extremely sharp. Took great pride, still does to this day in his suits. Um, that he has, but but he didn't teach me. My baseball coach taught me because we had to wear a tie on game day, and 
So I learned those social skills. He, he wasn't learning those, and a lot of youth are not. Um, and it's there's a disconnect on what we're investing in these things. Uh, my son was in Scouts, so he learned a lot of things. You know, he was an Eagle, or is an Eagle. You're never was an eagle you're always an eagle he is an eagle scout so he you know he learned those days but man that thing and you said something that just gave me an epiphany and it's going to change it's going to be added to my marketing here when you talked about that people communicate those who want to work with youth communicate based on their experiences and it may not be what youth needs to hear buddy that is the most truth i have heard that's the biggest truth bomb that i have heard and if, if, if the people listening and watching this get nothing outside of what our conversation is, is that, yes, you have a passion to work with youth. Yes, you have a passion to see them thrive. But how you're communicating is based on the way you think they need to be communicated. It may not be based on what they need to hear or what their experience is. That is powerful, Tim. That is big. So let me, let me follow up with that, that comment. And, and, and so I don't sound like a hypocrite. And you will, if you listen to some of the episodes, you will hear me on a regular basis. I do a lot of disclaimers. What I didn't tell anybody. And <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh, what I haven't said, and if you haven't noticed, I have no degrees in sociology. I haven't done public speaking. I, it, this is a middle-aged man that has a heart for young people. And we get so caught up in society to think we have to have 16 letters after our name to be qualified to come on a show or be interviewed, which I'm very grateful. And, and I want to tell you, that's not truth. That's not how it always seems to be. I'm just, and I say this, and I, I refer to myself as Uncle Tim to these guys. <laughs> I see this all the time. I say, Uncle Tim is trying to do nothing more then share a thought, a, a nugget, a piece of wisdom, a little bit of knowledge. If there's anything that I can share that you take away and go, oh, well, that was good. Just like what you just did there. Then I feel like what I've done has has done its job. But by no means, by no means am I saying I am the authority of all of these things that I'm offering and suggesting. This is just a guy that's lived a life. And I'm just sharing some thoughts and hey, you don't like it. You can, you can turn it off. Uh, if you are intrigued, you can continue to listen. And so I, I want to be, I want to be forthright to say, uh, I don't know where this goes. I didn't know when I started it, what, I don't mm -hmm. know if anybody would even listen. Uh, I, you know, I'm trying to do some marketing. I'm doing what I can, but at the core of it, it's where my heart is and my heart is to help somebody. And if, uh, whether I do this a year or three years or five years, if I get, which, you know, thank the good Lord, I've gotten a few responses that have said, I like what you're doing. This has been really good. Okay. So I just keep pushing forward. And let me speak to, if you don't mind, let me speak to real quickly. You, you made a really good point about the, the epidemic and the pandemic we're dealing with COVID. There's an episode early on that I did of a 13 year old boy in Texas that decided because he couldn't be with his friends, he no longer had the ability to be with his friends, that he decided to take his own life. And he did 13 years old. Wow. And I think that is only one of many situations and stories that I've heard of. And so I did a podcast on that. And the podcast was this, 
you have got to learn that no matter what age you are, there's going to be challenges. It, it, life doesn't wait for you to grow up. Okay. Life isn't waiting for you to hit 18 or 21 or whatever we perceive as adulthood to be. This is another reason why I'm doing Thrivehood. You can get past this. You can push through this. You know, do I have all the steps? No, that, that's not what I'm qualified for. What I'm qualified for is to tell you, you can do it. Stop, mm -hmm. stop thinking you can't. You can. Get the mind right. Get, get your mindset in the right perspective to say, doesn't matter what I'm dealing with. Doesn't matter what's happening to me. I have the ability to push past this and and to see tomorrow and you just live every single day that way. Wow. That's powerful. That's, that's powerful to be able to share that. And I was going to love your music. <laughs> you might have to, uh, uh, edit that out. So, Oh, we'll run it as it is. That makes the charm of the program. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's my wife calling and I think she's calling cause she knew I was doing this interview. So in that suite, she was asking me, I think she was asking me how it went. I didn't realize she was doing that. So. My bad. So, so I don't want our audience to miss the, the importance of what you're sharing here on these practical social skills and these practical life skills on how crucial they are. If you could just do a, let's do a marketing tagline on why, why they should listen to get that information, you know, why is it important? There are eh, some moms listen to it and say, I don't need junior to learn these types of skills or some dads like, oh, I'd rather him, you know, work on his academics. Why do they need, why do they need to encourage their sons to listen to this? Uh, I am getting ready to do, I don't know when it will be, but I'm getting ready to have been doing some research and I'm going to be coming out with an episode. I don't know what I'm going to call it yet, but it's going to be something to the extent of why the world needs you. Hmm. And interesting that you bring that up, because as I'm looking at the future, I'm realizing a few things. And this is I'm going to answer your question this way. The 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 baby boomer population is dying off. It is now the least population in the world. At one point, it was the most. Well, they're dying, right? They're, they're, it's, it's, their time has come, right? The ages, and I may have this wrong. I'm trying to still do my research, but I think the ages between like 18 and 25, there are more young adults that now live on this great, big, beautiful world than any other age that's out there. Yeah, Gen Z is the largest generation currently. Yes. We, you're right. We need you. That's the message. We need you. Don't think we don't need you. Yeah. How about the technology boom? There are a number of baby boomers that don't what's happening and how much it's growing and how at, at the rate, at the pace that's happening, that needs new ideas and a fresh mind and a fresh approach to what's happening. The, the, the time of that, that generation, they had their period of time. It's now Generation Z's time to rise up and begin it's, it's your turn. You're going to be the new CEOs, the new entrepreneurs, the new small business owners. You're the ones that are going to be uh, influencing Silicon Valley and, you know, uh, Amazon, Spotify, all of these TikTok, all of these social medias. This is your time. Well, why not get yourself in a position to be the best that you can be as you move into shaping and molding the future of our lives.
if if I have the abilities beyond just academic skills to be able to have relationships, develop relationships, network, communicate, have conversation, be able to get my ideas across. I do an episode about working on your vocabulary of just being able to to know not not being able to know ten dollar words, but but you, to, to show off necessarily, but being able to communicate clearly what it is you're doing, negotiating skills. I'm going to be doing an episode on that. I can tell you, even at work, we were just talking, James, we were just talking before we got on here. I was talking about how nuts work has been the last two days. And I'd say a third of it has been because of communication skills or the lack thereof. So that's great if, you, if you've got a doctor's degree in sociology, but if you can't communicate, right. what good does it do you? So as you're going out there and, and these young guys are going out there and they're pursuing their dreams and their goals, and I hope they do, are they able to communicate and negotiate and have the abilities to just function? And, and then let me finish by saying this. If you have that, why we don't offer communication skills and truly communication classes in high school is beyond me. But, it, but if you're going out there and it's, it's you against someone else, and you have those quali- qualifications and those qualities and those abilities. Nine times out of ten, you're going to win out. Nine times out of ten, you're going to be you're going to have at least a better leg up on someone else to be able to be successful. I agree. I agree one hundred percent. Having those soft skills, having the ability to communicate your ideas and to convince people of the passion that you have about certain ideas is is more crucial than anything else. I was mentoring a, a young man um, in his late 20s who was stuck in a career and he asked me what he wanted to do he wanted to move up in the bank and i says work on your sales skills he says i'm not in sales and i says yes you are he says no i'm not i said everyone is in sales mr ziegler says everyone sells he was like i've never had to sell anything i said have you ever asked a girl out on a date he said well yeah i said that was a sales job were you successful well, yes, then you closed the sale. Well, I never looked at it that way. Well, you should look at it that way. When right. you go in and ask for a raise or ask for different job opportunities, you are selling your ideas. And so learning those basic principles of salesmanship and the and, and the foundation of the social and practical life skills that you're talking about in there, you're, you're talking about a kid who's way ahead of everyone else, a, a young man who will set himself apart if he's able to communicate and and just you know stand with that kind of confidence that that you get from learning to do that um it's it's Absolutely. pretty impressive and Absolutely. they're missing that because of the virtual world in which they live in um i don't want to go yes. too deep on this but i had a, a i had a couple that asked me to uh counsel their daughter because she was having relationship problems and relationships is one of the three big issues that generation Z, ziggler has identified that you struggle with and I said, well, I'm not, you know, a counselor, but I'll, I'll be glad to talk to you because you're friends. It's Tim, I was talking to the young lady and come to find out this was a virtual boyfriend. They had never met. And yet she oh, wow. felt like it was a major thing in her life and was really affecting her. And her concern was, is that she felt like her virtual boyfriend was cheating on her. And I thought, what, wait, what? <laughs> you know, I, I was, I had to... Wow stop and, and and think you know not immediately think you're just 
you're just lost touch. I had to think, this is their reality. How do I bring her out of that? And it was a, it was a little bit of a struggle to get her to understand on that. So I love what you're doing on that. What well, one question we always ask our guests, or and most of the time we ask our guests, is what is the greatest piece of advice you have ever received in your life? And the reason this, I don't tell you, you I, that question beforehand is so I can get that response of people just pausing and looking up. I love that response. You get it probably almost every time, don't you? Every single time, yeah. <laughs> I would have to say, I would for me, and this this isn't going to be real life shattering, you know, life changing or shattering. But again, that's based on my life. I would have to say my father-in-law, I call him dad. He's my dad. Now my original, my dad is, uh, he's been gone several years, but my wife's father is, gosh, he's just a great man. Just a really a good guy. Uh, rough around the edges a little bit, but as soon as you get to know his heart, he's just golden. And it was probably, and I don't, and I'm not saying this because it was, it's based on thrivehood. I'm really not, but as I was thinking and deciding on whether or not I wanted to start Thrivehood, I was over at his house. Our family was visiting with him Thanksgiving of last year or two years ago. And I was sitting in his living room and we were talking and I was, I, I was pondering whether I should do this. And I made a comment. I said, you know, I just, I've tried a number of things in the past and nothing's worked out. Just, I've just never has been able to really make anything stick. And my career, I mean, it's it's like a, a baseball player that's played every position twice in their life. I mean, I just, mm. I've been in just, well, I won't go into details, but there's no rhyme or reason. Utility player maybe is a way to best describe it. I've been in all kinds of positions and all that. And and I'm like, I don't, I really don't have a direction of, of what I'm going to do. And and I don't know if I should do this. And he just looked at me and he says, why are you always deciding your future on your past? Why are you always just making a predetermined decision that, well, didn't work out last week, didn't work out last year, didn't work out five years ago. What the heck makes me think that it's going to turn out any different tomorrow or that tomorrow is going to be any different than last week or last month or last year? And then he said, you got to start putting your past truly behind you. You've got to, you got to let go of that. You got to get rid of it. And gosh, and I know that's not earth shattering and we hear that all the time, but for me personally, it was monumentous. It, it was a, it was a moment that I said, you know what, even if, uh, what is it? Michael Jordan. I mean, he said, I'm going back a little ways. You know, he said there were over 300 times he was, looked to to take the game winning shot and he and he missed and he says and that's why i succeed because i keep trying over and over mm -hmm. and i'm sort of paraphrasing that but it's so true to your audience and those that are listening doesn't matter what happened yesterday doesn't matter what happened doesn't matter what your your upbringing was doesn't matter about and it doesn't matter whether it's by your choice or things that have been thrust upon you none of what happened to you in the past should dictate what's going to happen to you or how you're going to turn into somebody or someone in the future. It it's irrelevant. It might help us 
history, I think, can help us. I think it can give us some ideas as to what not to do next time. But you're just growing your knowledge and your wisdom of of life the older that you get. OK, I remember I won't do that next time and I won't do this that next time, but I, I might do this again. Well, you're you're just, you're gaining knowledge every day that you live. But don't let what happened yesterday dictate what's going to happen tomorrow. Wow, that's powerful. Tim, how can our audience, uh, the Gen Z show audience, find your show? Where can they go? What? How can they connect with you? Uh, number of ways, thrivehoodpodcast.com. Again, thrivehoodpodcast.com is my website. And I'm pretty much all over social media, like YouTube, chit chat, uh, chit chat. That's a new one. I'm going to come up with a chit chat. <laughs> I was thinking TikTok. <laughs> And I'm going to have to write that down. Chit chat. I like that. Uh, we need to get rid of TikTok anyway, so you can start chit chat. Right. TikTok and Snap, Instagram, you know, all Gab, uh, Parler, Facebook. I'm all over the place. But then also, you know, any any of the favorite listening platforms that are out there, Google, uh, you know, Spotify, iHeart, Apple, of course, all of those. So reach out and would love some reviews and obviously if you like what you hear tell a tell a buddy and uh yeah i I appreciate it very much well audience i want to encourage you to reach out for this and i will tell you this it's easy to find if you just type in thrivehood in a google search it comes up so your seos are prime on spot because it's like the first seven things are all you and i'm like that's pretty good uh because normally you have to filter through and nope you were all all seven. I was like, mm, that's pretty good on that. So very right. easy to find. So Gen Z audience, I want to thank you for joining us again this week. Uh, share this episode. Reach out to him. There's going to be links in the show notes uh, and in the YouTube notes that you can find uh, direct links to his podcast so that you can connect with him, some of his social media sites as well. And again, share this episode, comment on it, like it, and we'll see you again next week on the Gen Z show. Thank you for joining us on the Gen Z Show and being a part of our community. Please subscribe to our channels on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app. Follow us too on Instagram and Facebook to get weekly updates. Until our next show, have a blessed day.